0: My name is Dr. Zeus and I'm a concert holic. Because if you remember last year I went to 16. I'm trying not to do that. I capital word, capital letters, try not to. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus film podcast. I mean, some people go on a cruise. I won't go on a cruise. After COVID, I don't think so. Homie, don't play that. I will go to a concert. I saw Depeche Mode last month. First of this year. But there are others within the wings now. I mean, you know, yes, yes, I manage my money. You know, I manage it. I manage it. But then, you know, it's like potato chips. You just can't have one. This month or last month was Depeche Mode, this month is Gojira and Mastodon next week it's author and punisher so and then in is it am i seeing anyone in may i'd wanted to see the cure but come on at at shoreline but the tickets and then and then robert smith intervened but still it's like no i don't think so i don't think so it's not in the in the plans bank wise now in june i'm going to see janet jackson and then or first, I'm going to see the yeah, yeah, yeahs, and then Janet Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeahs, Those t- that ticket wasn't too bad. This is when I go by myself. But when I take other people, then it's like, oh, geez. And I don't, and I'm nice, and I don't want to say, can you, like, pay for your ticket? You know, as long as they help out with parking, I'm good. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I'm mine. Uh... But so far, okay, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Five so far. Six. Because Depeche Mode in, in December. Seven. Or is that... Oh, God, I'm so tired. And then four days of Aftershock. So I'm good. And now if Tool... Oh, God. with Tool, I will see them forever. I will just see them forever. I... Last year I took friends to We went to San Francisco It was Motley Crue po- Not in that order Motley Crue, Poison, Joan Jett And Def Leppard Def Leppard closed at the night I could have done without Motley Crue That was that was a mess And then Tommy Lee trying to take his schlong out and I'm like no I don't want to see that Then he got other people to do it on camera And I'm like Okay and, um, I, I did love seeing Joan Jett I've always loved Joan Jett You know she loves rock and roll, and so do I, and I love uh, her songs, and yeah, Def Leppard, they're good, they're good, not, not my favorite, they're good though, you know, first time I saw them, I was impressed, I've seen them three times, it's like, okay, alright, uh, Poison, not amused, you know, every rose has its thorn, that just means you're horny. Not thorny, you're horny. And it and it's and it's spring and everyone is twitter pated and, and I get it. I, I totally get it. You know, if you don't know what twitter pated is, look it up. But everyone basically is. The animals are in bloom, the flowers are in bloom, concerts are in bloom. Oh my goodness. Last year, oh god, last year was just How can I define You know, yes, I I get it. Some people are like, how do you manage to go to 16 concerts in one year? First of all, I'm single and I don't have any children. As I've said, though, that may change. I have to watch what I say now because it's like, if I I do end up in a relationship with someone and they do say, hey, I want kids, I'm not going to say no because then it's like, huh, okay. I'm all about compromise And I want to make this work And if you want kids And I've always said I didn't want them But I mean you know And we'll get back to the concerts But then it's like okay do we rent A uterus what do we do I don't know What do we do we're two men It's like okay we can't really We could. I mean if if We could make one the old fashioned way That would be fascinating how that's going to happen Um but yeah yeah so that's one thing is right there i'm single and i don't have children now i will say i've noticed as I, as as time rolls on <laughs> i probably won't be single forever that's just a, an inkling that i get it's like all right this is this is what it's about you know i was i had my fun in my 20s and then I was there were uh, yeah, there were moments where I know we're gonna get back to concerts, don't worry, there's a point to all of this. There were a couple of times where I was offered maybe a long-term relationship and I said no because I was still how old was I when I said no? Probably 29, probably thirty, probably thirty one. People would always say to me, I remember a friend of mine who's been on this show before, Mr. Texas, Said, you know, you just turned 30. Maybe you should think about settling down. Why? Because that will make you feel better. That will make society feel better. Oh, that I finally decided to settle down. Sow those wild oats. No, I don't think so. It's not going to happen. Now, I don't know. I don't know. After turning 40, I was kind of like, huh? Huh. Fascinating. You know, because some people have biological clock. Me, it's kinda like, oh. I mean, I don't really want to die alone <laughs> even if I live to be a hundred and five. I it's like, okay, at least it'd be, you know, we'll we'll see. And someone to go concerts go to concerts with. That's where we're going back to concerts. Now, I don't want someone to like everything that I listen to. I mean, you know talk about fighting over the radio. But I'm not that's the thing I The whole Britney Spears thing I don't get I don't want to get I don't want to see her Taylor Swift She's okay You know I like what she writes But there are certain people I just will not see in concert They're just No No I like to rock out Now and I don't believe in perfection perfection is it's such a strong word as a podcaster yeah we all strive for it as an as an artist we strive for it but as in real life as a person uh, no I don't strive to have the perfect anything um you know it would be great to say to them hey you want to go to a concert sure and just rock out and You know enjoy it and get all sweaty and yeah that's that's why i go and 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 to have that that connection like oh my god we just saw so-and-so and And we talk about it and then we listen to the music and you know we adult to the music if you don't know what that is i i i'm not even going to spell it out for you come on those of you who are listening we're all adults here we know what adulting is you know But then with me, there are certain moments in my life where it's like, I don't want to have that on during that. There was a moment in 2011 where Lady Gaga's Born This Way was on in the background and we were adulting, and I said, Please change it. I don't want, I love that song and I don't want to connect that. To what we're doing (laughs) I don't Other songs, great, you know Okay, maybe some Santana Yes, yes Maybe some uh, stuff from the 90s You know Oh my god Yeah, I know Sometimes I say, you know, too much And and I've learned not to do that Don't give away the whole farm Because I don't kiss and tell I don't do that, okay I'm very respectful of the people that I've adulted with, so I don't kiss and tell. I, what I do stays between them. Um, but the music, you know, we have the music and we have, I mean, still to this day, I can't listen to Black Magic Woman without thinking of someone and it's like, oh God. Because that's what they played. That's what they played. And I'm like, oh, geez. Or stuff from the 90s. I'm like, yeah, okay or how they played like an instrumental led zeppelin of cashmere and i'm like thank god you didn't play the actual cashmere because then that's like there are certain songs i don't want to associate with certain moments if they put on tool that's a different thing because then it's like tool for me it's such a spiritual thing to listen to them i've walked in a rainstorm to them listening to third eye and and how the drums and, and just hits me you know what i mean Oh my god Concerts are coming A lot of stuff is coming <laughs> It's been a wild day I'm so tired You can hear the congestion In my voice In my lungs But I'm still here And we'll, we will be back I need to take a break Dr. Zeus film podcast And drink something And um I'm Oh yeah I forgot the Mandalorian Oh shoot Oh, shoot. We'll be back after these messages. And welcome back to the Dr. Zeus phone podcast. Yes, I am aware that, and I didn't want to talk about this, but I will, that 29 years ago, on April 5th, uh, according to toxicology and coroner, that's when Kurt Cobain died, I think he was found on April eighth, and then decades later, to the day, let's see, ninety four, eight years, eight years later, to the day, Lane Stanley of uh Staley of uh Allison Chains was found dead. Um, two voices of the grunge movement, Allison Chains, whoo, and Nirvana. I always it always kind of tickles me when I see people, especially younger people, wearing Nirvana shirts. And I'm like, whoa, like one of them, I saw, I said, you know, they're a band. And she's like, yeah, my mom listens to them. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then there are those who did they just know it's a shirt. That's it. They don't even know what Nirvana means. The state of Nirvana now, a state of being not there is no state if if hey, if Seattle decided to change its name to to um nirvana <laughs> i mean or uh, Washington in general, I don't think that's gonna happen the nirvana state the evergreen state yeah yeah um but yeah it's it's uh it's weird i don't i try not to observe moments like that because they're sad moments that's once the two people died and all we can do is speak about them in good terms fondly you know um that that's what i always remind people when someone's not in our company don't speak ill of them you know, we also say that about the dead. Don't speak well if they pissed you off. That's a different story. <laughs> there are certain family members that piss me off, but anyway, we won't. We won't go there. I don't. I am not trying to hash those go- ghosts on this podcast. What I do on this podcast is talk about film and talk about music and things that I love, and I love going to concerts. Now I'm not going to talk about the Mandalorian because I don't even know if I'm going to watch it tonight. I might just go to bed because it's been a long day. Now, I'm not complaining. It's been a long day, though. Here's how I know it's a long day is when my timing is off. Like when people are talking to me, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, because my timing is way off. And then I had to go get um, some allergy medication, and I really shouldn't have. I should have just gone home. I almost... I almost closed my eyes at at the stop sign. That's how tired I was. Um, you know, it was it was a fun filled day, <laughs> and I mean that. I don't, you know, but at the same time, I don't sugarcoat things. It's like, all right, you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta be on your your game to do what I do. And sometimes things happen. Things happen, and you're energy level just is depleted and people who know me know that i drink espressos every morning so that's probably why i have the energy that i have and 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 it will last me a, a good a good amount okay that energy level and i do two shots and it and it's the size of a coffee so i don't do the little shots i mean these are one time i did three and i was like no that's too much now, the concerts that I'm going to, I am going to, those are my reinforcements. I'm going to see Author and Punisher next week after work. Gonna drive to the Bay Area. So I'm gonna need a lot of caffeine. A lot of caffeine. I already got my parking space ready. And then week after that, I'm going to uh, see another, I'm going to see Gojira and uh, Mastodon. So, yeah, so I'm ready i i I don't like the word "try. I'm gonna try to think ahead, no, 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 I know from experience you have to plan ahead, whether you're going with people and they don't plan at all, but you plan ahead because you were raised to be responsible and think ahead, and yeah, and that's what I do. that's what I do. And, I mean, what do I want, a medal? No, I don't want a medal. It's just, you have to do the right thing. You have to do the right thing. And that's my goal in life, is to do the right thing. Um, whether, you know, I get shit about it, which, you know, mo- most people do. Most people will. Um, yeah. that's 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 the life that we lead, you know. You you got to just, um, you got to just do it. Oh my God. Yeah. I was going to play for you something, you know, I love, I mean, I'm going to go see Mastodon and Gojira. I love Mastodon. I really, really do. And I wanted to highlight something. Um, was it during the pandemic or whatever? They did a really great tribute to Allison Chains. This is probably one of the best tributes I've ever seen. Now the guys amass it on. There's three lead singers. That is phenomenal. This is them doing again by Allison Chains in 2020. want to pull away those are the guys from mastodon three you know the drummer sings the bassist sings the guitarist sings they create these really great harmonies and to cull about the essence that was alice and chains with their original lead singer the new one he's okay but for me it's all about the original uh lineup of alice in chains and Mastodon, that, that, that cover blew me away because they were dead on. They weren't trying to sound like Alice in Chains, though. They were doing it their way, but at the same time playing homage to the original lineup. In 2014, by the way, Alice in Chains need to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I want to throw that out there. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Get on it. Um, in 2014, Nirvana were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They had a bevy of female artists paying tribute by singing. I mean, Joan Jett did "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Lord did. Uh, heart, uh, all apologies. Kim Gordon of um, Sonic Youth did "Aneurysm." All right. My favorite, though, w- what what is the most popular Nirvana song besides "Smells Like Teen Spirit"? Well, Annie Clark of Saint Vincent knows is gonna join us tonight. She's the singer in the band St. Vincent. She lives here in Brooklyn. Her name is Annie Clark. Annie So I'm going to pull away. I have seen Annie Clark in her band St. Vincent in concert. And that is truly phenomenal. And I want to say something, though. I didn't know who St. Vincent was before I saw her play with Nirvana. That really, for me, that's a catalyst right there. And for many people, I don't think they knew who St. Vincent was. Maybe some of the cool people did. But the fact that now everyone, after seeing that Nirvana performance where she's singing lithium which is one of if not the most popular nirvana song right next to smells like teen spirit and come as you are and in bloom oh my god it's something in the way but her take on it because she's not trying to sound like her but at the same time she's taking those lyrics she's playing the guitar and it's like yeah that's what it's about for me and so i figured to pay tribute to those two artists that we lost Eight years apart, you know, Kurt Cobain in 1994, 29 years ago. He's been gone longer than he's been alive because uh, he lived for 27 years. And then Lane Staley of uh, Allison Chains, who died in his 30s in 2002. To, I mean, if you look at those who were within that whole Seattle scene, uh, half of them are all gone. I think Eddie Vedder is the only one left. You know Chris Cornell of uh, Soundgarden, whom I absolutely loved, and uh, S- Scott Weiland of uh, Stone Temple Pilots. That was the nineties. I was a teenager in the nineties, and the music was so a part of our lives. Um, I wasn't really a Nirvana person though. Yet I didn't start listening to Nirvana till later. When I was a teenager and I'll never forget it, and if I've talked about it on here before, please forgive me. I am, you know, tired. Uh I won't age has nothing to do with it. It's more like I'm running on fumes. Uh I remember the summer of ninety four. Oh god, now I sound it. The summer of ninety four and I was into hip hop. And my cousins and I, we were staying up late, and we were watching MTV and just laughing and laughing. And what comes on MTV? In my eyes. I can't sing right now. My voice is messed up. Uh, Well, you know what? I'll play it for you. I'll play it for you. I'll never forget the first time I watched this video, and they became my first favorite rock band. Because that video was just... If you can hear the intro. Sound Gardens. Black Hole Sun. <laughs> yep. That video. I will never forget it. They got the Barbie being fried. People, they're getting, the you know, the mouths like... Uh, there's the black hole sun in the sky. The faces are melting. That was my first, that was my first introduction to Soundgarden. And then, and then what's great is you get to go back and then you realize, oh, they have these other songs like, uh, loud love and, uh, rusty cage and, uh, Outshine and room of a thousand years wide, and you're like, damn. That's always the essence of a great band. As you go back and you listen to their their earlier catalog, I did that with the Verve. <laughs> it's, it's like the '90s tonight. uh I remember the first time I heard Bittersweet Symphony. I will never forget that. I was in high school, and I was 17. I wasn't yet 18. I was could probably turn 18 in a couple of months. And I say that because that's when the military tried to get me. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. Even my father was like, nope. Um, So, but I remember it was, I was in art class. And I was drawing and they had the radio on. And I heard those strings. You know when you hear those strings? Do, 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 do. I can't play it because they'll probably come after me, especially the Rolling Stones and those beautiful strings very very british and and i was like whoa and then i went outside and it was so cloudy and i said to one of my friends i just heard the greatest song they're like oh yeah that was a hit last year and i'm like and i said to them because they were my friends fuck you it doesn't mean it's old if it was last year i'm just getting into it and i bought urban hymns the album and and had all of these great songs. It wasn't just bittersweet symphony. That's the thing with a great album, you know. I think people just want the hit. With me, I was like, let me dive into this album. And I remember uh, very precisely... I will give a shout-out to my friend Kevin because he loved the Verve, too. Oh, my God. And, by the way, you're going to be 40 next month. But, anyway... bittersweet symphony sonnet the rolling people drugs don't work catching the butterfly that sounds like teenage life right there neon wilderness space and time which is such a beautiful song weeping willow lucky man one day this time velvet morning come on deep freeze i listened to that album from start to finish obsessively as a teenager i think i shaved my head the week i bought it too or no i buzzed my hair because i like to cut my hair Anyway, so then I went back in time, and then they've got this album, Storm. I got box sets of their albums because they've released those special box sets. A Storm in Heaven, No Come Down, A Northern Soul, Urban Hymns. This is music. I love the Verve. I've never seen them in concert. I always wanted to, okay? No, I'm not going to Coachella. I, You know what? That's just not for me. I'd rather go to Aftershock than Coachella, all right? That's that's how I roll. Different strokes for different folks. No, I'm not going to talk about The Mandalorian tonight because I haven't even watched it yet. And like I said, I kind of want to go to sleep. I, I want to, you know, at least get a good night's rest. Um, but, yeah, I mean, here's the, here's the thing with really great music. You, it means something to you. When people tell me, oh, this is what the song is about, I don't want to hear it. Because it means something totally different to me. Whether it's Enjoy the Silence by Depeche Mode or Tool, anything by Tool, I have a different relationship with that song than someone else. They may have the same relationship, whether it's Third Eye or Fear Inoculum or descending, my relationship to that song is because it it spoke to me at a moment when I needed to hear it, okay? Or a Nirvana song, or Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains, that is some dark shit. And there were moments where I was going through some dark, dark stuff, Uh, probably emotional stuff having to do with life or whatever, job, uh, this was years ago, and Allison Chain spoke to me. It was like, oh my God, angry chair, and uh, again, and I stay away. And <laughs> uh, what was the other one? Man in a box and rooster, and yeah, those songs spoke to me on such a level. And so when I go see live bands, like when I saw Depeche Mode, I was singing along. Some of those videos, you can hear me, and I'm a little embarrassed. Like, oh geez, and I'm not, you know, I'm just. I'm, I'm not trying to sing in key. I'm just like... Because those songs take you to, to a place and a moment of your life. Or like when I saw Slipknot last year and I was singing along because those some of those Slipknot songs, it's like they take you to a moment in time where you were existing and they mean something to you. And I love talking about this stuff because with a film, I have to set it up. And I have to remember, okay... There was, this was the director and this is the cinematographer and the editor and this is why they put the film out and it was controversial where with a piece of music I can just tell you what it means to me because it, I'm sure it means something totally different to someone I, I had a late friend in college her name was Amanda So uh, such an amazing person very intelligent and we would literally sit in the car or drive around and try to dissect tool songs Like, what is he talking about? Like the song Eulogy, where he's like, get off that fucking cross. We need the extra space to nail the next full martyr. And she's like, okay, are they talking about L. Ron Hubbard? Are they talking about Jesus? Are they talking about religion as a whole? Are they talking about society? And then we just started to realize the songs are really good. So it really doesn't matter what they are generally about. Uh, To quote Kurt Cobain, who we lost today, 29 years ago. He said when they would ask, what is the song about? He says, it's your soap opera. The song means something totally different to you than it does me as the writer. Once I've written it and it's in the ether, it's yours. It doesn't belong to me anymore. Or even Maynard James King and of Tool talking about, and I'm going to do a whole thing on Undertow tomorrow because tomorrow is the 30th anniversary of Undertow. Um... How some of those songs he can't sing the older ones anymore. Not so much sing them with feeling. Because you know, you write you write those songs and that was a moment in time that is totally different. And you can't, you know, you you can't go back and relive it. And you wrote the songs at a moment and um that's understandable you know to sing sing something with feeling that you wrote when you were 20 something years old or when you were um 30 years old it, it really is different because you you've shed that skin i understand that as a writer i'm a poet so as a writer when i write lyrical stuff i don't i usually don't read it i just wrote i write it because i needed to get it out of me and, you know i needed to just let it uh melt from my my being and then i've written it there are certain ones that i will write and i'm proud of them because like okay this is where i was at that moment i was probably listening to some great music so then and i and i and i'm also aware not to pull things out because you know i don't want to plagiarize i was taught you don't do that Um, Well, we all borrow from different things. Um, But yeah, you know, there are certain things that I've written. And I think the storm that we had here in California during January and all of those months, it inspired me because it took me it took me back to a place where the music and the lyrics and the emotions. And so that's why I have a total different relationship with certain songs. You know, they don't. Even sad songs, they don't really make me sad. It's kind of like, oh. The one song that really kind of makes me go, whoa, is Nina Simone's Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood. It does kind of put a lump in your throat because I think everyone, we felt that, you know, to be misunderstood and um, to hear Nina Simone sing it in the way that she does is so striking and so powerful. And I think that's what everyone wants, as they want—or even, you know, I've talked about the Goo Goo Dolls song Iris, which is, for me, that's that's a song that takes on a whole new meaning to anybody. And Some people see it as a breakup song. Some people see it as a visceral song. Some people see it about, you know, revealing yourself to people, you know, because you look at the lyrics— And I don't want the world to see me and I don't think that they'll understand when everything, excuse me, when everything is made to be broken, I just want you to know who I am. Those lyrics, I mean, and as an artist and as a filmmaker, when he says when everything feels like the movies, yeah, and I'm not trying to sing it because I need a microphone to do that. Yeah, you bleed just to know who, know you're alive. And I thought, well, now that's 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 a lyric right there. And then you add the orchestration on it and you've taken it, you've taken it to another level. And then the song really isn't yours anymore. And and that that's probably one song where for me it's more of a spiritual thing when I listen to Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. I've it's such a I can listen to it over and over and I still find something different. In terms of the emotion that I'm pulling from it, and then probably as I get older, it takes on a whole new meaning. Um, or even uh, when I was a teenager, I was listening to a lot of jazz and blues, and I was listening to Billie Holiday. That that that's when you know you're oh you're 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 conjuring something as you start listening to Billie Holiday, and you're like, damn. And she had this one song called "You Don't Know What Love Is," written by. Uh, was it, it was Sinatra was one of the songwriters and I remember listening to that was it 2009 and I had uh, experienced something and it took on a whole new meaning to me and, I, and I'll i honestly say this I'm secure and I'm a man and, and I'm securing myself I bawled like a baby of, because I connected it with something different uh finally at the tender age of 28 <laughs> I was connecting Billy Holidays you don't know what love is and I thought oh jeez here we go it's taking me this this uh, shit yeah 20, 20 19 years was it 19 or 20 Nin- 20 years to 21 actually 21 years to get to that no it wasn't 21 years Ten years, ten eleven years. It's it, that long too. God, I'm so tired. I can't even think. <laughs> Should I really be recording right now? I'll probably start revealing stuff that people will be like, "Whoa, I didn't expect that tonight." Um. Jeez, yeah, ten years. Was ten years uh because my I graduated in 1999 and I remember I was invited to the 10th year reunion by the class president who's very fabulous and I declined because I had moved on I had moved on um I've always said that I will not go to my reunion until uh probably I'm married or I've solidified something in life whether it's success or I've made a piece of art that I'm proud of that if I am solidified within my own flame, then I will go because I don't want it to be like, you know, just weird. Yeah, that is strange (laughs) because I did. I moved on once, you know, you graduate high school. I that's it. I I move forward. I don't, you know, I and I have friends who I knew then, who were like, oh, I miss high school so much, and I'm like, I don't. (coughs) For me, it was all about college. College is where you find yourself, and you are, you know, discovering things, and your intuition, and your group of people, and what makes you tick. So, yeah, it it was a fascinating time. And the music, the music is always there, you know, and people have made fun of me, whatever, people in the family, unfortunately. Oh, just shut up and put your headphones on. That's what they would say to me. They would say that to me. It didn't really hurt my feelings. It was just kind of like, oh, that's all you think I do is put those headphones on to tune out. No, I am genuinely listening to the music. I'm listening to the lyrics. I'm listening to the notes. I'm listening to the orchestration. Everything, the feeling, the vibe. They don't get it. You know, to them, it's just background music. To me, I've established a relationship with the music that is timeless. It's forever. It's evocative. It's provocative. It's emotional. It's, oh my goodness. I could go on and on about it. And so when I get to go to a live show and the band is really good and, and it just hits you. It hits you and that's what it's all about. To quote Tool, you know, alive and breathing. I mean Parabola. When they do that live I'm like that and and it's not just it's not just music, it's the whole visual aspect. When a band can do that and they can touch you on that level where you just keep coming back for more. And in life, I mean, in life, I have moments where I keep coming back for more because I've established a rapport, whether it's a band or whether it's, uh, you know, my day-to-day. It's about connections, it's also about the synapses in our brains. To quote Joni Mitchell, that's what she says. <laughs> the synapses is like when you're an artist and they're all connecting because you're formulating an idea, and that's what musicians do. You're formulating an idea. You are writing these lyrics out. Sometimes the the music comes first. Lyrics come. Lyrics come second. And um, you know, when I write something, I put some music on. And I just freeform, and I just go for it. I just go for it. I don't try to rhyme because it's like, no, roses are red, violets are not blue. Give me a break with that. I don't want that. Because I don't want to be like everybody else when it comes to the writing. When I'm writing, it is a spiritual experience. It's, It's like I've cut my soul open, and here you go. This is just a little tidbit of what I am experiencing and yeah it's uh it's fucking wild (sighs) so make time for live music I always encourage people go see a band that you love or you've never seen before and yeah experience it sing along take the music with you it's been great unpleasant dreams